Hello, everybody. It's Graham Cove with another My Music. Now, I'm sorry we're a few minutes late. Uh, it's nobody's fault. It's just that uh, Evie and her friends uh, were so enjoying laying down vocal tracks that they lost complete track of time. I would be exactly the same. Uh, in fact, I was exactly the same back in the day when I used to lay down vocal tracks. Not that I do that that often anymore. Uh, and in fact, I would have probably ended up in the pub and not done the interview. So I actually have to say thank you very much, Evie, for coming along and doing that. We will be back to talk all things Lowe's exactly uh, in 25 seconds time after you've watched this video for probably the uh, 100th time. As the music fade, uh, we get to talk to Evie. Evie, thanks for joining us. Um, there's is that a map of where you're going to, to tour behind you? Or, um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could be. What have we got? Um, You've got the yeah, whole world there, yeah. Bit of South Korea, bit of Russia, yeah. Uh, um, bit of you know, deep yeah, dark you might, Canada. You might want to stay away from those areas at the moment. Just a dream, you know, go to all these places. <laughs> Oh, no, absolutely. You say you were laying down some vocal tracks before you came in. Um, yeah. How do you find that as a singer going into the studio, um, laying down vocals? Is it something you are now completely used to? Did you take to it like the duck to water? Because personally, I struggled with it at first um, because it's one thing singing live in front of a, an audience and you you project your voice in a big way and it's, you know, and you get something back from the audience. 100%. But that whole thing when you're singing dry it, to a microphone, did you, is that something that came naturally or not? Uh, no, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> it rarely does. No, well, I mean, I, probably, I envy people who take to it like a, a Dr. Water, but for me, it's taken a lot of fine tuning to get uh, the best results. Uh, yeah. When you used to sing in live to get those same results in a in a sort of, I wouldn't say our studio is sterile, but you know compared to a venue, it's going to always going to be a bit sterile. But um, to get the same vocal results, it's hard to to yeah. emulate that sort of feeling and response. But you've got to be super self-critical, I think, mm. in a healthy way. But you've I not think got a lot that... of singers are right. I think yeah, a lot of singers the, find that <laughs> it's the default position, so we're, we're good. Yeah. But, um, yeah, not like harsh on yourself, but you've got to know when you've when you've still got the right take in you, and when it's already popped out. Yeah, I I, I blame all of these programs on TV, like The Voice and The X Factor and whatever. I think everybody assumes that people just walk through the curtain, sort of walk up, and and it's just like boom, there's my voice. Yeah, and it's it's just it's just really straightforward and simple, but you know, it, the, the reality of it is, you know, sort of dry mouth before you go on. and Yeah, yeah, of course. You know, uh, especially in the studio, it's like 
you know, you, you sing something and you think, oh my word. Um, you know, as I say, that just sounds so dry. And where's the, you know, where's the the passion? Because it's it's difficult to feel that coming through. What helps you in that situation? What helps you get into the right sort of frame of mind and, and space in your head? Uh, I guess going back to the, in fact, we try and do our, our final vocal takes like as it's being written so that you're really in the right. zone of the song. But if not, then really getting your head back into the lyrics and where the songs come from and uh, how it might be received. So trying to imagine it, you know, in a car on a radio or in a venue and like sing it sing it to someone who's listening to that not just to your own ears and you yeah I mean we do everything in house so it's quite comfortable and the three of us in the band you know we record each other so that it's not like some external third body you know it's all quite yeah we can be it's honest with grown. Yeah. yeah you don't have to tread on eggshells we can just say to each other like I don't think you've done the take yet let's keep going or you know have, have you been lucky uh let's get geeky for a minute have you been lucky and and sort of managed to find a microphone that you really enjoy with your voice yeah um we use a Neumann I don't know. I'm definitely not the tech person in the band but um uh. we use a Neumann which has been really responsive uh, and obviously great quality um and it's lasted us really well you know we've had it a good few years now and we use it for hours a day and it's <laughs> it gets treated like a little baby it comes like it comes out of its box like this it's like... exactly exactly <laughs> uh, but i mean you're talking to the wrong girl if you want to discuss tech because no uh, no 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 i i <laughs> look i'm not overly techie myself it's yeah. um but I mean, it's yeah, good to I, know I, a bit isn't it it's good to know a little bit well it's good to know what you like i think as a singer yes i think yeah i think you know once you find a microphone etc that's allows the the bits of your voice that you want to be there you're 100 you know, right yeah yeah i often find the thing that i tinker with most is how i stand in front of the mic oh yeah and how like i often find if i sort of go side onto it and like tilt my head i sort of <laughs> get and then i have to have like one foot in front of the other and like to start I, start I can't to become just... slightly superstitious in a way well, i think so i don't know if it's just like the way I can like power up from the earth and the most, but you know, when you're like, I don't know if you've ever been in a choir or had like a yeah. singing lesson and they're like, you know, knees shoulder width apart and facing <sighs> forward and shoulders. I just don't, you spend so don't much energy that. thinking about that. You just, you've no room to think about much else really. Talk to me about lyrics within the, the, the band. Who, who produces most of the lyrics? I, I write most of the lyrics, but you know, in conversation with the two lads. So there's Jamie, and he's just brilliant. To, just to check. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Just or make to, sure that you're not, you know, overdoing it on 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 yeah. that particular side of things. No, for sure. I mean, I tend to, I tend to lean quite quirky, on the lyric side, and I think you don't want it to, you don't want the message to get lost, or you don't want to just sound, make it sound like you're just written a, a random bunch of words that rhyme either so i think <laughs> you know so Best i try it, yeah, yeah it tends to be like draft one is like huh and then yeah. i chat to the boys and it comes a bit more relatable and but it return, retains a lot of quirk i think we end in a in a good balance do, do you way. do that thing in the studio whilst you're developing a song where you just make some lyrics up and then and then put put lyrics off or do you have the lyrics always there first before you you start it's always different. I would say 
melody's king in our band so often that comes first um and lyrics come alongside often we if you're scatting melodies random words will pop out that fit the the yeah, sound and then it. you think how on earth am i going to get something to go with scramble? Yeah. yeah no for sure so like <laughs> like yesterday for example i was writing with jamie and um we were just getting this melody that we were really like and the word jalapeno was used randomly to fill the gap <laughs> I was Excellent. just like, what did I have for lunch? I had some jalapeno. But actually it like became part of the lyric and inspired it. So yeah. But other times, you know, I'll have like a phrase or an idea in my head and then I'll work that into a song when it feels like the right vibe for it. So now yeah. should I worry about you? Because you know, you've got a couple of songs that you've you've put out, um, late night visions and awake at night. Is is there something <laughs> you 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 wanna get off your chest there about <laughs> Oh man! If you're offering free well. counselling, I'm all I'm all yeah, here exactly. for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I do find the nighttime uh, a good theme for music because it's when people are inside their head the most, and um, mm. I think the way we consume music now is often quite insular. So uh, I feel like I can resonate with people more if if it's a nighttime vibe because you get in your own head a bit and you think a lot more and you're not distracted by. Is that a time that you like to personally listen to music at night? Yeah. I yeah. do. Yeah. I've always liked the, I mean, when, when I, we were in a band, I, I, you know, the amount of times we'd get back from a gig at Cilio hour in the morning and still light all of the candles and then put music on Ugh, until it was the morning. There's nothing better than doing that. It's just the best. It, it's yeah. really, it's a great way to, it's, well, do you find you need to have that space to come down from, because your, yeah. your, your shows are quite energetic, by the looks of me. I haven't been to one yet, but from watching oh, it on videos. You'll have to come. I'll get you some tickets. Yeah. It's a great oh, party. Yeah. It's good it, fun. I, I totally will be there. Yeah. It's, the, you know, it's, but, it is high energy, and you're right. And, you know, you'll know from playing live yourself, it's – you might think, oh, well, I'll be home by one, and that's not too late. But, actually, it takes your brain till three and a conscious effort as well to, like – yeah. decompress and I, to... I always came back home yeah. and I was like my mom was that yeah until it's... you know it had yeah. to had to slow back down it's like it the is. end cycle of my washing machine yeah <laughs> you know? that's a good analogy yeah I think it is. I it's think like, it's a it's bit like of that. ego as well because you've just been you know in front of people and everyone's weeping and hollering and dancing around and singing your songs and and then afterwards everyone you know, what other job do you do where, like, after you've finished your working shift, like, hundreds of people message you or say to you, great job, that was awesome. I love, you know, if you're, like, a plumber or a nurse, you just don't get that as much as you probably deserve it more. So it takes oh, there's a while a great to, like, song you take, should listen to. There's the a great song you off. should listen to about that called The Leavers by Marillion. It might ah. not be your cup of tea musically, but... No, Marillion are cool. Um, but it's all about the experience of what it's like to go on tour yeah you know and the fact that but it was it was looking at it from sort of the people that from both sides from the people mm. that leave to go on tour but also the people that get left behind as well it's and a thing. it's a real thing it's a real thing for bands and you know and like then you come back from from having this high and this experience and you know being in everybody's you know life in a yeah. big way for 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 this tour and then you come back and then every are you just trying to fill back into like normal life 
and and everybody there is like really pleased to see you but you're kind of like as yeah. well it's hard yeah I think it's really hard yeah it's like a, a natural kind of like calm down you know because you've had like a big serotonin boost and like everyone's pumping your ego all the time yeah and whether you're aware of it or not you know even if you're hyper self-aware it's it's still uh, a lot to get used to when you get back to just like a normal day what what uh, what's your um trick around that do, do, do you have particular people that help you out with that or cats dogs um you know <laughs> when you come back from a tour what what helps you ground again well i think it's always like seeing immediate family and um like close relationships you have just touching base with those people and remember like they remind you who you are when you're not in music mode so they make that's you what you need is to immediately yourself, yeah you yeah. immediately need to go around your mum mums or something and and be told yeah. right no excuse me you're making the stuff in balls for lunch yeah puts you straight back in your place yeah it's you know, so necessary it's so needed and it's kind of a relief as well when you find enjoyment in the non in, in the mundane again because it's just joyous actually the mundane <laughs> sometimes that, uh, the song game of love the video to that you're surrounded mm. by s smashed plates what was that mm. <laughs> what what was that like when you first saw that back because that looks when... it looks amazing yeah yeah it was cool i mean it's uh, you can probably tell if you've seen the video closer, but it's CGI, the, the plates in the cups. All yeah, I was like, <laughs> um, but it was amazing to see back because we'd obviously, we'd spent, it was that we shot it out in France with a big team and it was, well, it was the first time we'd shot a video abroad. Um, and well, so we, nice you're away. And so, yeah, it was brilliant. Like you're away and, you know, you're working like 18 hour days. Well, working, it's, I mean, it's. Workplay. Sorry. The cat Hard is work. just going crazy. Um, cats, there we go. Yeah, um, and it's like you say, it's such a buzz. It's sort of like tour experience, but then it's sort of like maybe a month before you see the cut, and then it just reminds you of all that fun times you've had on set. And um, but it was great, you know. They did a wonderful job on the edit, and it, we were really happy with how it came out. It really conveys the like the energy and emotion of the song, um, and tells the story of it. And yeah. I think we were all just blown away to be given the opportunity to to take part in it, really, as much as anything. Mm. You've got yeah. a stunning voice. Where where did it come from? Did did you always have that? Were you always singing around the house when you were young? Or yeah, I think I think so. I think because it, it was always kind of casual for so long. I was quite nerdy, so I just assumed I'd go into like be an English teacher or a history teacher, or you know be a professor or something if I was being super ambitious you, and the singing did you quite was like, like school yeah I loved it I was mm. I think I was quite lucky in that sense and the singing was like um a nice fun thing I did I was in like choir and I like joined a couple of high school bands and it was like great this is a fun part of my life but I never really put pressure on it and then when I popped out after uni at 21 I bumped into the lads in the band now and they were like you should do this <laughs> like and and then we went for it, and it's become like my whole twenties, which is just brilliant, really. I never foresaw that at all. Were they on a trajectory of really being quite serious and intent about it? Then, yeah, and you, like, you were like, yeah, sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think once I'd seen what they made me, they gave me a lot of confidence. They made me really believe in what I could achieve with music, and I don't think, not that no one had ever said that to me before, but this. 
they're very practical about it. It wasn't just wishy-washy like, oh, you'd be a great singer. It was like, you have the potential and this is how we're going to do it. And they mm. have all this, they have all the skills that I don't have. Like Jamie's a brilliant, brilliant songwriter, start to finish. Um, Luke's a brilliant producer. They're both good writers really, but like multi-instrumentalists. And, and, and I think there's the three of us together made a great dynamic and we have a lot of fun. It's very, there's no drama or tension. It's just, it's just not that it's a laugh, you know, we work hard, but it's, we don't have to yeah. try, you know, it's good. Well, I can see that. And from someone that, you know, runs a social media business as well, I can see that you've got the game down as well. I mean, I think you've got a real intention. You've developed a really good, solid brand to your music as well, which I'm is glad important. Think so. I'm glad that's yeah. the perception. <laughs> <laughs> behind behind closed doors, it's like, quick, what do we do today? But no, it's there. It's it's, it's 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 very solid. I mean, I think it looks like you've you've got a game plan in place, which which is cool. What does that game plan include for you all? Mm. I guess you've got to be adaptable and flexible. So it's not, mm. it's having a plan, but being okay with changing it. I think, you know, if new information comes in. So I mean, this year we really want to empty on the old live front because it's been kind of neglected thus far uh, or not as, we're not as spent as much time on it as we'd like. So we've got an, an amazing new agent in who's already blown us away and getting us loads of wicked opportunities. So live's a big, strong one. We absolutely love it. As as we said before, tour's just the best. Um, we've got an EP on the way this summer, uh, which is quite... It's a mixture. There's five tracks on it, and it, there's a full mix of songs that are, like, musically, like, pop, and we know we know what they are, like, Game of Love. And, and then on the other side, there's some real quirky bits in there that we really hope everyone likes but you know we'll, we'll see we're really glad that the, the labels allow well, what do you term quirky out. come on i mean when you say quirky <laughs> what, what, <laughs> it's quirky well, it's me hitting pots and pans and well not know. necessarily in like the production techniques or anything but i would say it doesn't sound doesn't, doesn't sound, sound like much else it's weird right. it's quite and it's quite, the, I've got like a big classical background. So there's that influence in there. Uh, Luke's uh, main influences are like Soul Wax Justice, like electro rock and stuff. And Jamie's got like a, a more songwritery influence. And it's all like coming together in this, mm. in a couple of the tracks. So I'm excited for them to get out and super thankful that Label is allowing us to put them out, <laughs> to be frank. But don't but, yeah. you think, and I, I, it's something to talk a, a lot about actually these days with, with musicians is we're in the best time ever for that because genres don't really mean as much as yeah. they used to and certainly from a fan point of view or a consumer point of view I don't think people are you know going into those silos like they used to be it's not like you know when I was young it's like oh you listen to prog rock Oh, you listen to heavy metal, you listen to indie, you know, and, you know, never the twain shall meet, et cetera. I mean, <laughs> generally, I I bet a bit like some of the other people that I've spoken to, you arrive at a gig and you you just look at the row of T-shirts that are in front of you and you go, wow, <laughs> you you listen to that and you listen to that and it's it's great. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I think I think probably most of the population in answer to the question, what music are you into? say a bit of everything so yeah. i mean like 
but I mean, I've always wanted to write an album that is a bit of everything. I'm like, why not? Because we are many people, and some days you wake up and you want to listen to prog rock, and other days you want to wake up and listen to a film score, and other days you want to listen to Miley Cyrus, and that's fine. That's great. <laughs> yeah, it's great. A great album title, actually. A bit of everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Yeah. Why not? I mean, it could be. It could be there. I mean. But is there an element in there? What what's going? What's the element that you see that would always pervade through those music? I mean, because there there is an element of which you want people to dance, maybe at, at gigs. So yeah. is that is that an element that's always going to be there? Do you think? I think there'll always be the odd ballad, but I think largely like music to move to, whether it's dance music or it's just like energizing like alt pop or like indie stuff um my voice is is always we don't edit it much or change it and I tend to sing in a similar way so that is like a through line um there is a bit of like an 80s ish glimmer through a lot of the music from now on um and then songs you know we're just we're all songwriters before before we label ourselves anything else so we're not um mad interested in things that don't have like a chorus or something to latch on to and like a, a form to them and arrangement that makes sense. Uh, hopefully all our songs do the songwriting sort of trade justice to some extent. Uh, are there things that the three of you, I mean, you, you've mentioned a minute ago, you've, you've listened to or have got influences from very different backgrounds in terms of music, but are there things which bring you all together? What, what do you all listen to? So that's something that's out there come, at the moment. We come closer together with the more modern stuff because I think we're all quite entrenched in the older stuff that we like and they, they are quite different largely. But um, I think with regard to Lowe's in particular, the, the key influences that we all agree are just brilliant are things like Arcade Fire and Georgia and Churches and Florence, Lord, London Grammar, Aurora, yeah. you know, like alt pop with alt pop, slightly left field. Yeah, something that's yeah, something that you that makes you wanna, as you say, move your body, but at the same time has got a depth to it. Yeah, it's not just it's not surface level level like one two four BPM repetitive stuff, but it, yeah. it hopefully has a similar impact sometimes when we get it right. Yeah. And, and and music, I guess, as well, which which you've already demonstrated through um, through some of the stuff that you've released online. Music that actually would work as well when you strip it back. Always, yeah. We always finish the song before we had any production, so yeah. there's no risk of um, yeah, stripping it back, and it's like, oh, there's no song. <laughs> you know, it's got to have the foundations there before you add anything. I think. Yeah, I mean, given that you said, you know, you love sort of classical and stuff in there as well, would you, at some point in your career, if you were given the opportunity, would you love to do something with an orchestra? 100%, 100%. Yeah, that would be my dream. Like, work with an amazing arranger and, yeah, that would just be phenomenal. Yeah. I've actually never sung anything apart from classical with an orchestra and I actually went to watch the Pete Tong Orchestra, like club, like club night, like dance music celebration series. And I saw one of those nights, and it just works so well. I'm like, why not? 
just blows your mind, isn't it? Very expensive. You know, it's very expensive. So we'll have to save it for a special occasion. So well, it's a it's a lot of <laughs> it's a lot of musicians' bums on seats, isn't it, to pay for to ha have yeah. an orchestra there. I've always yeah. said what people need to do is they need to they need to nick an orchestra. They need to make wait until an orchestra's already there doing something and then find an opportunity to to get on stage and do something yeah. you know that's that's the trick so if yeah. anyone's out there already uh touring with an orchestra and just would <laughs> like evie and the guys to you know just yeah. come on and do a song that'd be nice yeah. anyone, anyone from the halle or bbc phil if you're just feeling like you need a day off from all that you know beethoven yeah. and tchaikovsky then you know you know <laughs> where we are Oh, no, that would be absolutely fantastic. Also, let's go back very quickly. Um, and it's been wonderful talking to you today. But let's go back to that Game of Love uh, video, because the other thing I noticed in there is that obviously at the beginning, and in fact, notice that in several of your videos and your photo shoots, you managed to have a really quite stern face. You know, mm. did you did you struggle? I want to, what I want to know, because I reckon you're quite good fun you lot behind the scenes did you struggle to keep a straight face were people making you laugh or trying yeah. to make you laugh i'd love to say yes because it would make me sound more fun but actually no because there was so much pressure to just get it right because the schedule was so tight and it was freezing and we had this big team <laughs> to pay for i was like i need to just get this like now i can't be giggling so so that helped you focus it was yeah like... i think i think the pressure of the opportunity made me just get in the zone and and obviously yeah. between each set, everyone's laughing and, you know, eating and smoking and having a nice time. So they just had to be concentrated for little pockets of time. <laughs> so, so that actually le leads to then, do, do you quite enjoy acting? Would you, I mean, is that something, is that something else you'd like to do as sort of a side bent to, to your career in music? I mean, I don't want to insult actors by pretending that I could just swoop into that with any grace or ease. But I do, I do enjoy it, despite being yeah. very average at it. But I do enjoy it. Yeah. I actually yeah. was um Dodger in Oliver in our school play. And there you was, go. Uh, you know, I really enjoyed that. So You've already got a show reel. There you go. <laughs> We're ready to go. <laughs> maybe maybe not coming to a pantomime near you at any time soon. Um, no. You know, but serious roles will, serious will roles, be yes. will be considered. Though, I mean, musicians these days do need to look at ways in which they can get ahead in terms of popular culture. I mean, you know, and given the the nature of your music and the fact that it would lend itself to that, would you love to see a piece of your music in a Netflix series or a Amazon Prime series or whatever? And which which would it be if you could? I mean, I don't watch a great deal of telly, to be honest. Uh, probably, I mean, Stranger Things would be an awesome one just because of Wouldn't the it? 80s feel and it's obviously hugely popular and quite youthful. Um, do you know what else? I think certainly something like we, we, if you strip back a lot of our ballads, I mean, and we've not released a great deal of ballads, but they are sat there on the hard drive waiting to be released. If you strip them back, they're quite, you can really the classical influence on that and like a lot of strings. We have a great strings guy we use and I think that a lot of that sounds quite filmic. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm not a big, I don't even have a TV. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You don't, don't have, have a TV. TV. 
No. I know that's, that's quite a bit lefty and hippie, but yeah. Are you? Yeah. I mean, for actually, for, for a band that's, you know, sort of built around electronics, are you, are you kind of against electronics in a way? Are you, you know, what are you like with your phone? Do you put your, you, do you not like your phone particularly? You keep away from that or is it, is it just TV? Yeah, yeah I don't, we don't, we don't do a lot of screen time to be fair. I think we'll, I think where we live as well is very rural. And I mean, the, for one thing, there's not great phone signal anywhere. So that's one stumbling block, but also like all our, I think, well, certainly for myself, I don't want to speak for the boy. All, all my friends are like really outdoorsy sort of people and, I think the idea of just sitting at home and, and watching TV one night, especially if the weather's nice, they just laugh at you. You know, they just yeah. think you're an idiot because they're like, well, you could be out there on a bike or climbing or something. So, yeah, If you like the great outdoors, so are festivals your cup of tea then? Oh, love festivals. It's literally my favourite thing to rock up in a van and yeah. drink cider and watch music all weekend. That's, you know, just heaven to me. It's great. And, of course, when you, when you get to festivals... Uh, and the one thing I used to love about festivals is that, you know, all of that, the kind of barriers that are normally in place, the gatekeepers that are normally in place in terms of keeping people away from other people, et cetera, mm. uh, you know, aren't there. Because, mm. you know, it's, it, it'd be impossible to gatekeep yeah. people. Um, so if you could rock up at a festival tomorrow um, and just sort of, mingle with another set of musicians and then get up on stage who would that be then what a brilliant question um favorite people there's a band called frank moody who i saw about a month ago they're from london and i think they're six or seven piece really eclectic bunch brilliant musicians and they just look like they have the most fun both on and off stage so i think they'd be good fun um Frank Moody, I think the churches guys will be good to talk to because they have a quite a similar setup to us, uh, but they're obviously way more successful. So it'd be good to chat to them about the dynamics of the band and how to not how to market yourselves, but how to paint the, your own story. Because uh, so many acts now are just single, you know, solo acts essentially. That the band is it's not dead and dying off, but there there are much fewer bands than there were. So I think just yeah chatting about how the dynamics of that work and how to present yourself is would be good to hear from them yeah that would be a great support slot wouldn't it the church that's the dream that is the actual dream yeah right if you have there. any ins if you have any links there just you know don't, Lord, don't if Lord, watching if you just like to you know reach yeah. out the hand of friendship and you know i mean it's, it's just <laughs> obviously that you know timing's great uh loads have got uh you know an ep kind of in the bag just mm -hmm. just waiting to happen and you know you're obviously working on your new album it could just the timing could just be wonderful just can be you imagine absolutely wonderful well listen Eva, it's been a pleasure talking to you um thank you Likewise. so much for coming and talking to us if if people haven't heard of you yet wow what have they been doing um <laughs> I'd be amazed if anyone's heard of us at this point. What? No, don't be silly. What what planet have they been on? Uh, what, you have a website, which is wearelows. Um, wearelows.com, yes. Which is which is fantastic and has links to everything on there, etc. But But can you tell us, are there, do you have a list of places that you are going live? Um, 
or you know are there are there places in the in the process so that people can go out and see you uh and of course people please just find them on on whatever you listen to music on spotify whatever and and just put it on repeat 24 hours a day for the next week and that would just just be marvelous yeah but uh, where where are you playing live or are uh, you allowed to say well i was going to say we do have some really exciting dates coming up, but they are not announced yet. But if you, again, keep checking our website, you can like sign up to a mailer on you there. Can. If there's any exciting news and we don't, we don't like send it all the time. It's just something is genuinely exciting. Um, we like send out a little memo, but yeah, we've got um, of the announced shows. We've got a few festivals this summer, which you can see on the website. We're also playing Hootenannies in Brixton in August, which I'm so buzzed for. I've seen so many fun bands there. Um, uh but yeah you'll have to keep an eye on the socials and spotify etc um and there'll be some announcements coming soon about well, follow 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 on the socials yes. uh we are lows um uh, and make sure you, you you know cover all of the bases there sign up uh, on the website you're right there's a little thing you can sign up for um you know it's completely gdpr compliant um and uh i don't know i'm, I'm guessing it is and uh and yeah. you, you know you can get all the the news from the band as and when it happens uh hopefully we'll see you out and about somewhere over the, over, over the summer that would be marvelous thank you so much for coming and talking a little bit about you and your music today thank, thank um, you so much Graham. if you've enjoyed this folks uh this has been my music do share it with your friends uh subscribe on whatever platform you can be asked to uh and you know just let other people know it's not for me it's for the musicians because they're the ones that do all of the hard work um you know and music costs money to make uh, so if the more you support them the better uh, until next time which will be later tonight when i'm speaking to uh, an american artist uh, about um why she's got a fantastic winnebago on all of her um, publicity I will be uh, off now to go and eat some food. Um, bye for now. <laughs>